It's the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Min and we are live. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Min. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simiou. And on this edition, we're going to be reacting to Arsenal 3, West Bromwich Albion 1. I'm going to be taking you guys' calls on today's game and, of course, the wider picture with regards to Arsenal. It's been a really disappointing week, finished with a bit of more positivity. But, of course, it's been a disappointing week overall. So, We've got plenty to get into uh, throughout the next 45 minutes to an hour. If you want to jump on to this edition of the phone-in, if you want to have your say, if you want to have a few minutes to get across your points regarding the Arsenal, then all you have to do if you're watching us on YouTube is click on the link pinned in the comments section. I'd love to speak to as many of you as I possibly can between now and the end of the show. So don't hesitate to jump on. Quick reminder as well that this podcast is kindly sponsored by the guys over at manscaped.com. So if your nether regions are in a, in need of some tender, loving care, um, might be able to go on holiday soon. So you never know. You might want to uh, fix up down there. Then head over to manscaped.com. Check out their fantastic products. Enter our discount code, which is 90min20, and you'll receive 20% off of your order as well as free shipping. So my thanks to Manscaped for their very, very kind sponsorship. And uh, thank you to you guys for supporting them, because if you're supporting them, you're supporting us. Right. It's been a a decent day for Arsenal. The performance wasn't great throughout the 90 minutes. That has to be said. But Willian scored. What more would you want than that? Willian finally turning up. Uh, He's only about 34, 35 games too late. But there you go. Uh, All right. Without further ado, let's get on some callers and hear what you guys have to say. Let's bring in, first of all, uh, Colin. Welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, mate. How are you, first of all? Apart from Arsenal, I'm good. (laughs) Good. Well, that's the main thing. We can't control uh, Arsenal, unfortunately. But as long as you're good elsewhere, then I'm glad to hear it, mate. Um, What have you made... Firstly, of, of of what's going on at the club in general, um, we'll talk about the West Brom game in a moment, but there's been a lot of anger, disappointment, frustration uh, from the fan base over the last few days, of course, because that Europa League exit really did feel like the end of our season. First of all, I'm going to ask you the big question, I guess, Colin, and, and that oh, is... Here we go, here we go. Where are you on the manager? Is it Mikel in? Is it Mikel out? Sack him. Sack him. Go ahead. Sack him. Go ahead, end I want of, to hear why. End of, end of discussion, Harry. Like, if you want to say that he's not got the players and that the squad is shit, all right, cool. If you want to say the ownership is crap, which it is, fine, cool. But there's no getting away from the fact that this season has been a shambles, Harry. A shambles. Let's look, let's look, at, let's look at this over the course of the season, right? We started it quite well with wins against Fulham and a dogged win against West Ham. All right, fine. We lost to Liverpool, but you can kind of chalk that one off to being they're the champions. It is what it is. What happened after that was unacceptable. The worst run I have ever seen from Arsenal in my life. And I mean that wholeheartedly. We picked it up around Christmas, but the last few weeks, we've reverted back to the pre-Christmas form. Simple. And Thursday was, Thursday was the icing on the top of the cake. Why are we out of the Europa League? Tell me that. Because he played a false nine in the first leg when we hadn't done it all season. We get a lifeline because of Unai Emery, all right, do we come out with any intensity? No. And the reason we lost, well, one of the reasons we lost that in the first place 
or it was a nil-nil battering, let's be honest. The one player that was threatening all night on Thursday was Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. What does he do? He takes him off. And Bellerin plays more or less 90 minutes. So... Can you explain that? Because I, I can't. I can't. I can't. And and anybody who listened to the, the show immediately after the game will know I was I was really disappointed with Mikel Arteta. And I've kind of been trying to process it over the last sort of few days. Friday for me was one of the most depressing days of work I've ever had. I literally spent the entire day talking about and writing about what had occurred the night before and found it really difficult because I was genuinely hurting. And, you know, you can you can work in this business and cover a club that you don't necessarily support. And it, it'd be a little bit easier to kind of digest those kind of results. But for me, it was it was really difficult, really tough. And the answer is, Colin, I can't explain those things. They were things that I was disappointed with Mikel Arteta about too. And um, I guess for me, I think that I still believe, right? I still, for some reason, I still feel like Mikel Arteta is somebody with the ability to go on and become a top manager. But my opinion now is that this job is too big. There is too much to be done. There's too much, it's too much to ask of someone with no experience to come in and turn this ship around. So I, I agree with you. I think it probably is time to move on from Mikel Arteta. What do you make of the reports that we've heard today, uh, which suggest that the Cronkies are going to back him in the summer and that he'll get the first six to eight games of next season to prove that there's been an improvement. All words, nothing more. We've heard this before, Harry. Like, how how many times are they going to do this? It's like, oh, we'll we'll back him this, that, and the other, and then when they don't, then when they don't do what they intend to do, they'll be like, oh, we tried. No. I've had enough of your trying. Yeah? I've had enough of it. Either back him or fuck off. Simple. So do you think they do you think they will go, Colin? No, do you think that there's a possibility no, they could go? No, because they've done nothing since they've been here to suggest otherwise. What why should I believe them? Why? Why should anyone believe them? They're all talk, honey. They're all talk. They do nothing but sit on their hands and do fuck all. They don't do anything. Like, Cronky is probably sat in his fucking ranch tonight. He probably didn't even know we played today, to be honest <laughs> with you. And does he even know we're out of Europe altogether? I doubt it. I doubt it. Josh is all, oh, be excited. Be excited about what? No European football, crap football at best. Sabios in midfield. Am no, I, I completely agree, mate. Am I meant to be excited by that shout? Come on, like, and why is there? It's not just the board, and it's not just the manager, right? There is no balls in this football club. Full stop. I completely agree. And the, Colin... The protest today was pathetic. It was. It was pathetic. Um, I, I, get, I, I totally agree with, with, with most of what you said there, Colin. Let me bring in uh, Sam as well. Sam, how you doing, mate? Welcome to the show. Uh, where are you joining us from, Sam? Uh, I'm in Colchester, mate. Um, how, you how you doing, lads? Um, yeah, I'll be honest. I've been an emotional mess since Thursday. I'm a bit up and down. I'm generally feeling what Colin said um, all through this game. I, I don't know about you guys. I just felt dead towards the game today. I was just like, oh, we've got West Brom. Okay, I might watch that. I watch it. The best joy I had was seeing that Saka and Smith row combo because they're, they're one of our own. You've got to be happy for them all the time. Other than that, I was just on my phone during the game. It was just a bit like, what's the point? Um, and then you see Villarreal lose 4-2 to Celta Vigo today. Celta Vigo. Who are they? You know, it, I mean, it sums us up, doesn't it, Sam? I mean, 
yeah. I, I completely agree with you because I, I, I'm conscious. I want to talk a little bit about today's game as well because obviously we're reacting to that game. Um, I want to talk about the wider issues too because they are big issues and big problems and a big talking point, of course. But going into today's game, I felt exactly the way you did, Sam. You know, I was working covering the game today and normally when I cover an Arsenal game, it, you know, it, it feels like the best scenario in the world because I'm watching a game I'd be watching anyway, mm. but I get to sort of make my living out of it as well, which is is fantastic. I'm very lucky to be able to do that. But today it felt like work. It mm. felt like actual work because I had to focus on a game in which I had very little interest. You know, I had to focus and, and analyse a game of football that I couldn't give a shit about. And it felt like I feel when I'm doing like, with all due respect, tomorrow I'm working on Fulham Burnley. And that's not the greatest game in the world, but that I, I was in, I'm probably more looking forward to that than I was today. And that just says everything about where we are. Sam, I want to ask you about the team selection that Mikel Arteta made today because he, he literally yeah. dropped so many players. Yeah. Do you think he was making a point? He, he's been saying yesterday that the team needs changes. The squad needs changes. Do you think that he was making a point today by leaving so many of those players out on the substitutes bench? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, uh, what what I would still question is some of the players he still didn't get in. Um, our season's over. We should try and look ahead to next season. You know, you've got players like Miguel Aziz. You've got Valarin Balogun, who has just signed a new deal and he's still playing under 23 football. He's not even getting on the bench. Um, and Ketia was there on the bench again. He'll probably be off in the summer. So Bios is going back to Madrid. We've heard reports we're not bringing him back. So why is he still playing? Um, and then with all due respect, I know Willian played really well today, but when are we going to, is Reese Nelson just going to disappear into the sunshine without even getting a half season looking? Um, so I, yeah, I'm just be bewildered. I don't really know what the plans are. I don't really know what, uh, I was glad to see Saka at left back, Martinelli up front, giving a go. It wasn't his best game, but you know, mm -hmm. um, uh, Gabrielle. Why again? What what was Gabriel didn't play on Thursday, but he plays against West Brom and Newcastle. Um, uh, yeah, I just get bewildered, really. Even though I, I think he was making a point, maybe to I don't know, Abamyang again. I, I don't know. I don't know where yeah. I'm. I'm stuck on Arteta now, to be honest. Do you know what, Harry? Yeah, I seen ahead, something mate. earlier. I see. I seen something earlier. Yeah, and I know actually doesn't count for a whole lot, but. I've seen something today. Aubameyang's XG is the same as it was in 2017 to 18 when we bought him. So it means he's not converting his chances. Well, it means two things. He's either dropping clangers every week or Arteta has regressed a lot of these players. Quite frankly, I'd go with the latter because you've only got to look at you know, Thomas Party, the guy just, he wasn't bad today. Granted, he didn't get a whole lot of minutes, but he's not really helped him in the sense that Ceballos is next to him practically all the time, and Ceballos offers very little protection, if any, at all. So it's like, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I genuinely don't know what the problem is with Aubameyang. I still stand by the fact, had he kept him on, we might have scored. Absolutely. Bang on. Yeah. I think right. a lot of a lot of people were bemused by that substitution. A lot of people were bemused. The only thing I would say on that, and um, kind of, I'm not defending Mikel Arteta because I didn't agree with the call either. And I, I was quite critical of him after the game on Thursday. Could it have been to do with, with Aubameyang's condition? I know you could argue that, you know, it was, what, seven, eight minutes left. It, it seems crazy to think that he couldn't get through that seven, eight minutes. But this is a guy who had malaria. He's talked about how difficult it's been to recover from that. Is there stuff sometimes as fans that we don't know and we don't understand and, and, and we take for granted almost and jump to conclusions? I mean, I, I don't know, but... Colin, before I let you go, mate, you said that you'd sack him now. Yeah. Who'd you bring in? Rafa Benitez. 
Interesting. You're not the not, only one that said that. Not not tied to a club, proven commodity in the Premier League and proven commodity in Europe. It's not hard. You know, th- there's two options being banded about. Based on reports, right, the club are looking at conting- uh, contingency plans in case they sack Arteta. That tells me one thing. They're looking to sack Arteta at some point. They're yeah. looking to they are looking to do that. Reports don't come out like that if that's not part of the if that's not a route they're planning to go down. It just doesn't he, happen. He, so if yeah. you're looking at it, right, two names, Ralph Ragnick and Rafa Benitez. For me, Ralph Ragnick, while he did well at Leipzig for you know Hassan or for um Nagelsmann to like take the reins and move that on. Right, he's still an unknown in the Premier League, the same as Arteta. Yeah, we've tried that unknown, bro. It hasn't worked. If you're talking about a manager that is proven, uh, all right, if football might not be aesthetically pleasing, let's just say, but we need somebody that will organize this team, that will get the best out of them, and will steady the ship because we've got novices at the top. There's yeah. no better man for that job than Rafa Benitez. End of. Brilliant. Colin, thank you so much, mate. Thanks for joining us. Always appreciate your input, and I'm sure we'll catch you soon, mate. Catch you soon, bro. Talk to you Take care, pal. That was the brilliant Colin. Sam, uh, stay with me, mate. I'm going to bring in another couple of callers. Uh, Harry, how you doing, mate? Welcome. Hey, man. Yeah, not bad. Thanks, guys. How you doing? Good. Yeah, all good, man. Let's bring in uh, Mike as well. Uh, Mike, how are you? <laughs> What does that mean? <laughs> yeah, hello. Uh, I'm fine again. Thank you. <laughs> Good, mate. Welcome back to the show. Well, um, uh, I came quite late for the game because I didn't care about it. You're not the only one. <laughs> you're not and, the only one. Yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me come to Harry first. Harry, you're um, a regular on the show. You're one of our members, for which I'm really appreciative of. And I always look at you as one of the people who brings me positivity and a sort of rational view when I'm on the edge of losing it. And over the last few days, I felt like losing it. Um, First of all, let's talk about the last few days. We'll come on to today's game in a bit. But what did what have you made of the whole situation? Look, it goes without saying, right, that we're all devastated at the fact we're out of the Europa League. Many of us had pinned our hopes on uh, sort of going all the way in the competition and salvaging what's been a really disappointing campaign. But having failed to do so, has your mind, has your view changed on Mikel Arteta? Are you now in the, in the sort of camp of those who feel as though he maybe isn't the right man anymore? Or do you still believe that he deserves a little bit more time? Oh, put me on the spot here. I mean, right. So I definitely thought he was the right man for the job, 100%. Um, I don't think it as as much anymore. Um, I feel like uh, he can become a top-level manager, and I believe we will see that from him. Uh, But when, I don't know. And at Arsenal, it's looking really unlikely. Um, I get the sense that he's a dead man walking. And... When it's like that, I feel like it's impossible to turn it around. And I said that when we had that really bad run uh, before Christmas and we beat Chelsea and we managed to gain some good results. But I feel like now, and it's not a criticism of Arsenal fans, but we've now lost the ability to judge things rationally. And even when we look at the lineup today, there was a lot of unhappiness about the lineup. When you think about it, it all kind of made sense. You're playing against a team at West Brom who are still fighting for their lives, fighting for survival. So you, you don't personally want to chuck in you know, kids who have never played in the Premier League and centre midfield or up front, you know, it, because if Arteta loses today or West Brom get that crazy result, you know, it's even worse for him. So we've kind of, we're really angry from Thursday's defeat, which is understandable. So I think that will take us into next season and we'll probably have a couple of good results at the start of next season under Arteta and there'll be a defeat. It might be unfair. It might be a last minute equaliser. All hell will break loose and it'll be similar to how we had it under Emery towards the end when it was just really, really horrible. The players feel it. They look like they don't care. And 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 I, and I think he'll go five, six games into this into next season, unless he obviously goes to win six games, six games on the trot. I it's so hard because I see so much in Arteta that I like, but I don't know if that's 
accountable. I don't know if that means anything. I think he's obviously a really good human being. I think he speaks so well. I think he cares so much about the club. I think he's tried to put the ethics and, and the love and the values back into the club. But none of that has contributed to good performances. I think there's so many examples that make it harder to do the job in these times. And people will make a lot of comparisons, but you can't compare things in football because everything is different. Everyone's situation is different. There's not a club in the Premier League, a former top-level club in the Premier League, that are trying to go through a rebuild. It's only us. We are the we are the club that are going through a rebuild. Spurs are, in a sense, because they're underachieving. But they haven't got a dressing room full of bad eggs or a dressing room that has got players on 300 grand a week who can't kick a ball for the club. He's had to deal with all of that during the pandemic and trying to get the you know the club back to the top. Is that me making excuses for Arteta? Maybe so, Maybe. but that's all I've got left. That's all I've got left, to be honest. I've got no evidence to say that he's going to be the man for the job. Or I've got a weird, weird excuses, unfortunately. I'm, I'm terribly, terribly dejected and gutted about Thursday. And the, the performance from Arteta over the two legs in the Europa League is, is shambolic. Really, really poor uh, on both nights. You know, playing two systems that we've hardly ever played. I think we saw... Uh, a similar system against West Ham in the second half with a couple of centre midfielders, you know, with party on their own. But doing that in the second leg was just was just shambolic, absolutely shambolic. Uh, so it's really hard for me to back out. Sorry, I went off. I went off on one there. No, no, that's cool. Um, just a quick reminder, by the way, guys, if you want to jump in on the show, you can do so by clicking on the link pinned in the comment section and we'll bring as many of you as we can in between now and the end of the show. Thank you to everybody who's joined already and thank you to those who are waiting patiently behind the scenes because I will get you on as well uh, in just a few moments time. Uh, quick reminder before we carry on that this uh, podcast is also sponsored by La Bomb, the brand new football predictor game. Uh, I am playing this weekend again with Rory Jennings, with Lawrence Boovey, with Adam McCola and with Elliot Hackney. I won the first three weeks in a row. But I lost last week and I'm on course to lose again this week. So uh, losing two weeks in a row is, is difficult to swallow for me. So I'll be back again next week. But check out the La Bomb app. It's the game where you play against your mates rather than the bookies. So you get to take their money rather than the bookies. And it's a lot sweeter, of course. Uh, but check it out. The link is in the description. Download the app now. You must be 18 to play and a UK resident. Uh, Mike, let me come to you, mate. Where are you? on Mikel Arteta have you completely <laughs> lost your shit with him as well because like if Harry is doubting him then it means it's bad I mean uh, I've heard Ty also doubts him kind of way he, he doesn't want to but uh no I, I was I, I, all week I was like okay uh, what could I say on the phone and what could I say what were the the right words as soon as I came on, I was like, oh, what did I want to say again? It's really... it. I'll, Harry, I think some of the sentences you said at the end, like, I have no evidence for him becoming this at Arsenal or overall. It's like a very interesting perception where we say, okay, he will become a great manager. We don't have really any evidence for it uh, besides... Pep liking him, being the co-man uh, at Man City. I don't really see the evidence on, on a performance basis, if you want to say. I mean, then you have things like, okay, uh, personal management of the likes of Saliba, Nelson, you could say, nah, I don't know what he what is going on. I mean, we don't know every detail of every person, player involved, but it looks very strange not loaning him, but then also not playing him and so on and so forth. So a lot of uh, see okay, that, that, is this, uh, that is maybe more of a case or more like justified and so on. But there are several players where like this, the, the personal and man management was not right. And then over rotationing, okay, you could say that those are rookie mistakes. But when I hear, I didn't hear those reports about sacking him potentially after eight games. The last time I was here, I was like, we could do a Schalke 04, Schalke 04 thing yeah. of uh, t uh, giving him all of the of the preseason, all of of the transfer window, to then only sack him after a couple of weeks. This is the this is the dumbest thing we could do. Um, and the thing is, as well, Mike, the the, the thing with doing that is that. 
you can't really measure after six to eight games yeah. how much you've improved over the summer. You need a, a bigger sample of games, in my opinion, to make that assessment. So if you're going to make a knee-jerk reaction decision based on six to eight games, then why not make that decision yeah. now it's, or before it's, you spend money on it? Yeah. It's like with Schalke 04, they were like, oh, we don't like David Wagner that much, but we want to try it kind of. We're not really full on. Okay, we're going here's the right answer. We are like, uh, like, yeah. Or we're it's, already it's having Maurizio Sari in, in, the, in the backhand or something like that. I mean, I would not like that, uh, for example, but I want to have. That's another thing where the club is like, okay, we're kind of like chopping, changing at random points of time, like uh, firing executives here, there, let, oh, and so on and so forth. And it all comes down to uh, sack the manager, sack, don't sack the manager. Ah, we, we, we're searching for some scapegoat after six games. We did not win the, this amount of games uh, and so on and so forth. It's, yeah, it's, it's just, a weak decision. It's a weak it's not, decision. It's not a that. really clear plan to go down, is it? It's not a clear route, a clear path. Uh, <laughs> Sam, let me come back to you, mate. Um, I saw you nodding when, when Colin, previous caller, mentioned Rafa Benitez. Yeah. And, and, and I kind of I want to talk about today's game, right? But I feel like in the minds of everybody, it's so into Who cares? Who yeah, cares exactly. Who cares? Who cares? You know, we we played at a K in certain periods and we played crap for certain periods. And I guess the biggest highlight, as I said earlier on, you know, it's a good day when Willian scores and all that. But Rafa Benitez is somebody that came to my mind when there was talk about potentially Mikel Arteta losing his job. And if you go back to the podcasts that I did immediately after the reports broke that Mikel Arteta was going to be taking over the job. I was worried about it. I mm. said it. I said that I don't know if that's what we need right now. I said that I felt we needed a stabilizer, at least for a couple of seasons. Mikel Arteta's come in. I've got to be honest. He blew me away with his words, with his attitude, with the way he came across. And I fell for it. I did. And I'm not even saying that he won't go on and have a successful career as a coach because he might. Um, there's every chance he will. But it's not the right time for him right now at Arsenal, I don't think. But would appointing somebody like Rafa Benitez be Arsenal kicking the can down the road? Would it be a temporary fix that would see us close the gap potentially on the top four in the short term, but one that actually won't take our club forward in the longer term? Do we have to go through this pain before we move forward? Uh, I think Benitez is the man that is realistic to, in our situation, right? It's the same with KSE her coming out and saying, we're going to back Arteta in the summer. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Who can Arsenal sign that realistically gets us from ninth to top six? We're not getting Grealish. We're not getting players of that fodder. We might get an Eves Basuma from Brighton because they're down 16th or something. It's the same with managers. If we get rid of Arteta, we're realistically not going to get a manager from a, another club. We can't attract that same level because... And Benitez has worked under a difficult owner at Newcastle. So that's why I think of Benitez because... Uh, yeah, exactly. Abramovich and Ashley's. Oh, he's complete, he'll complete the set at Arsenal. Um, <laughs> not only that, he can sort a team out. Everywhere he goes, he gains the respect of the players. Maybe not at Real Madrid, but his record at Madrid was actually all right. They're, they're a, a mess of a club as well. If Benitez came in, he would easily steady the ship. You wouldn't worry about next season, say, Arteta. Next season, at this rate, Arteta could easily go on a losing run like we did pre-Christmas and we'll end up in the bottom three after a month. Yeah. And then, bloody hell, we're, we're in a, a escape mission. Um, so I do, I've always liked Benitez. After um, Emery left, I thought of Benitez... Because you think, who's a manager that can steady your shit maybe for a year, maybe two? If he does really well, just let him have a go at the job even. Um, he's very disrespected, Rafa, as well. He's a great manager. 
Um, but yeah, honestly, mate, at this point, it's just we're so far down. Cronkies have driven us so far down. We're losing our attraction as a as a club to who we can get. Yeah, absolutely. Are you guys okay for time? I'm happy for you guys to yeah. stay on if you've got the time. Yeah, cool. Yeah, All right, course, let's bring in a, let's bring in another caller. Yeah. Uh, KS, I, I don't know what's your name, mate. Welcome to the show. <laughs> what a name. Uh, my name's Marble Horse TV. Oh, Marble Horse TV. How you doing, mate? Welcome. Um, well, I just want. I know you said you don't want to talk about today's game, but we can though. We should, and we can. Don't worry. Like five seconds. <laughs> I, I just want to say very briefly on it that my first thought when I saw the lineup was, all right, cool. Our manager, in quotes, like played Saka left back today, but he was going to play Jacka. So Jacka left back against Virial. Can anyone explain the logic and rationale behind that? Uh, mate, I, I said the exact same thing when I when I looked at the team when it came out on Thursday night. I went. Oh, he's going to play Saka at left back. There's no way he's going to leave Thomas Partey in midfield having to try and rein in Emil Smith-Rowe or Martin Odegaard to help him when things get a little bit difficult. Yet when Granit Xhaka went out injured, instead of bringing Mohamed Elneny into the side to try and shore it up in midfield, he brought Kieran Tierney. And Kieran Tierney, by the way, who hadn't played football for weeks. Kieran Tierney, by the way, who was blowing out of his arsehole after 10 minutes. Kieran Tierney, by the way, who is usually up and down the pitch like a madman and he could barely cross the halfway line. So I completely agree with you. I thought that was a crazy decision. Because, like, um, look, Elneny's not... Well, Elneny, for me, is a, he's only ever going to be an OK player at very best. But he should have played on Thursday. Because um, Partey... Yes, he gave the ball away on Thursday a lot, but I think that's more because Emery targeted him, I think, because he knew, well, he probably saw Partey was on, but there by himself, so they pressed, they pressed him. And I think that's why he didn't play well on Thursday. So if we had a double pivot on Thursday, I'm not saying we would have won, but we would have given ourselves a better chance. Um, you know, it seems to me that Arteta didn't want to win the cup. And he wanted to see Big Sam relegated. It seems his priorities were wrong. Um, so, like, um, but regarding like the owner and well, the uh, the manager himself, um, when it was announced after Emery left that we were getting Arteta, I was dead against it because, well, inexperienced. Why are we giving somebody when we're in a crisis? We still are in a crisis. Are well, that's that's you know. Why are we giving it to a total novice? It makes no sense. Yeah. So even though I was against it, I was thinking, all right, cool. We'll see how it rolls. And initially, I think we did were a bit more solid at the back, but that didn't last long. We won the FA Cup, and let's be frank, a certain football club in the bar of Haringey hasn't won an FA Cup in 30 years. <laughs> and Harry, I hope he gives you the L full shit on that because he deserves it as a Tottenham fan. But um, <laughs> oh, I have, mate. Don't worry. He, he's not. He's not talking to me because I told. I said that um, he should stop moaning about the Harry Kane offside yesterday. He got the right hand with me yesterday. <laughs> but yeah, you know the FA Cup obviously was good. You know, it, who, who doesn't want to win trophies? But you know, by the beginning of this season. Obviously, things declined, and I really thought KSE would get rid of him because of that bad run, but then he managed to salvage it with the win against um, Chelsea. He had a few other good wins. I think it was against West Brom away and Brighton, and I think it was Newcastle, both in the cup and in the league. But for me, I just think his inexperience is telling. Um, I think he's arrogant, the fact that he thought he could tinker in a huge semi-finals. Um, I think, yes, you could probably see Emery manage the, the two ties better, but I think it's Arteta who cost us that, really. And yeah. um, I just think he has to go. I'd have, I'd have probably got rid of him weeks ago, to be honest. Um, you know, I, I agree with all of what you say. I think he can go on to be a good manager, but it's, again, it's... We can't afford to wait, can we? That's the problem. Yeah. yeah. But I think um, after questioning him, why did he take this job? Because surely he should have thought, well, okay, it's, it's Arsenal, right? Obviously, he paid for us. 
he won a couple trophies with us. I think he was there, what, 2014-15 FA Cup. He was our captain. I wouldn't say he was a legend, but he was an okay player for us. He was okay. He was all right at best. Um, but he should have gone to, like, maybe a lower-level Premier League club. Well, I say lower level, where are we? But you, you know what I mean, like a, a Brighton or wherever, Palace, wherever. Or maybe go back to his, um, obviously Spanish, he could manage like a, like a smaller Spanish club, like a, either Real Oviedo or something like that, or Rafin Santander, that kind of level, to get experience. But really, we shouldn't have hired him at all. Um, I think we should have got Benitez whenever we left. I still think we should get Benitez because for me, he ticks all the boxes. Yep. Um, he's managed big clubs before. He's won big trophies at big clubs. Um, he did the very best he could at Newcastle. And Mike Ashley's even worse than KSE. Um, and yeah, you know, I, know, I think the only thing Benitez is, is age, but... I still think he has another probably four or five years left at the very top level. Yeah. Um, so, Let, yeah, sorry. No, that's all right. I was going to bring another caller in, but he's just disappeared off the screen. Um, but I'm sure he'll be back on in a minute. And when he does uh, return, we'll bring him back in. Um, I just wanted to put a question to the rest of the guys as well. And, and I'll come back to you on this as well, Marble Halls. Um, I've get, got a lot of stick over the last few days, right? As you can imagine. Okay, I took loads of stick when I said that Unai Emery wasn't the right man, um, you know, in the end, that was the case. And, and, and that's fine. Look, I'd never want to see Arsenal fail to prove a point or anything like that. In this instance, I've put my hands up and said that I probably um, maybe bought into Mikel Arteta a little bit too much, uh, more than I should have done. But I guess what I want to put to Harry uh, just quickly Actually, let me welcome Stan the man into the chat first. How you doing, mate? Welcome to the show. All right, Harry. Thanks for having me on, mate. All no right, problem man. at all, mate. No problem at all. I'll, I'll be with you in just a sec, mate. I'm just so going back to the point. I was, I've been getting a lot of stick over the last few days from people saying to me, "Oh, well, you've supported Mikel Arteta all season, and now you're saying that you're not sure if he's the right man anymore." I don't think I was wrong to want to give this manager one complete season in charge. Now, obviously, that season has come to a premature end because Arsenal are not in the Europa League anymore. Arsenal are not going to qualify for Europe via the Premier League. It's very unlikely. So, do you think that it's wrong of a supporter, Harry, to feel like you have to wait till the season's up and see where you're at to then decide? It's not flip-flopping. It's giving someone the time that I felt he needed or deserved before we made a full judgment on him. Yeah, I agree. Listen, I think nowadays it's like we always have to be held accountable for what we say if we make a mistake. You know, if you predict something and you're wrong, there's going to be lots of people saying, I told you about this or I told you so. Um, and in the same respect, we a lot of a lot of fans want Arteta to, to pay for his mistakes, you know, and and get sacked. I don't think you're wrong for for backing the manager or believing in the manager. I think there's some players who we believe in more. Martinelli, you know, gets a lot of talk about Arsenal fans. They want to see many more minutes of him. And that's because we like Martinelli as a player, as a person. We like his attitude. And I like Arteta as a person, uh, not as much as a manager. So you back him. And then when it changes, then you change you change your stance. That's not flip-flopping. Uh, I, think, I think as a whole, if you look at us since uh, we let Wenger go, uh, we have just done this and maybe this toxic atmosphere that we create and generate and maybe this this slight sense of self-entitlement where we believe that we should be challenging maybe just this constant you know negative cloud around our club unless we're winning every game maybe you know it's almost like well this this was going to happen eventually and maybe sticking with Arteta it might be wrong maybe showing loyalty some uh, unity uh, a bit more resilience, and maybe that will lead us out on the other side. I totally get that um, people will ask for him to be sacked, but Harry, I think you're right to to back a man that you believe in, and I think you had good, uh, yeah, good evidence for that approach because we won the FA Cup, and at, at times we've looked good, I and mean, at times we've looked good this season, but at many times we've also looked like a sack of shit. Yeah. So <laughs> now we just have to play Project Backtrack and hope that uh, 
yeah, it works eventually. Let's see. Stan, uh, welcome to the show, mate. Um, where are you on this whole, you know, I'll take her in, I'll take her out, shake it all about, whatever you want to call it. We, we were going to react to the game today, but obviously this is a much bigger talking point. We haven't done a phone-in since Thursday. So I wanted to get you guys' take on this. Where do you stand on it, mate? Well, when um, when he was announced to take over from Emery, I was 50-50. He wasn't my first choice. I was kind of 50-50. I wasn't sour on it, but I wouldn't have picked him first. However, like I did with Emery, I was always going to back him because he's going to—he's the man that's been appointed as the Arsenal manager. And the reason why I wanted to, to, to back him from day one is the last thing that I wanted to see was exactly what happened with Man United when Sir Alex Ferguson went out. Another long-serving manager like Arsene Wenger. And we watched them basically just go through revolving door, revolving door of manager after manager after manager. Even though David Moyes was the anointed one, practically, it didn't work out for him. And then they're in a, they went through a period of time where they're constantly trying to rebuild a team and then going back into flux. The next guy comes in, doesn't like what the previous manager did. And that's what I wanted to get away from. So when Unai Emery came in, I wanted it to work. He didn't. When uh, Mikel Arteta was appointed, I wanted it to work for those very reasons. And I always thought that from the day that he was appointed, that I would be able to pass my actual personal judgment on whether I think he's the right man. And I was looking at around about October of this year. That's okay. why I figured that in a perfect world, that would be a, a reasonable length of time where I could say, okay, I believe in this guy. I think he's the right man or no, let him go. However, what I've actually seen is I'm at a stage now where I think to myself, there's a lot of people out there that feel that he needs to have the summer to get some money and to do something with this team. But the reasons why I'm now swaying that I don't think he's the right man for the job, it's got nothing to really do with the personnel. And what I mean by that is if I'd seen him setting up a team with, you know, obviously injuries prevailing, a solid back four, a solid, uh, you know, that's always working together, you know, a solid, a solid formation, choosing to stay with perhaps the same striker going through the middle, but you could see that he was trying to pick his best 11 every week and it just wasn't working. I could buy into, okay, he hasn't got the right players. When he gets some money, I can see what he's trying to do and he just needs to bring in the right players. But some of the decisions that he's actually making, he's constantly changing the team around. He's constantly tinkering. I don't know when the last time that, you know, Bernd Leno is constantly having the same back four in front of him. I don't know how players are beginning to form partnerships around the pitch because it's constantly changing. So I don't feel that giving him money in the summer is going to be the answer because the problems that I see has nothing to do with that side of it. It's his in-game yeah. management. You know, I mean, when, when he came to us as a manager, one of the things that we were sold on or they tried to sell him on was he's really good at improving players. But I don't really see any evidence of that. You know, he gave up on Guendouzi and pushed him away. Someone like Torreya, who speaks his mother tongue, he couldn't make him feel wanted and at home. That didn't work either. So I'm, I'm not sure. i tell you where I am. I, went, I was 50-50 when he came in, Harry. I'm at around about 80-20 now that I'd like him to, to go. Like him to move. Yeah, and, and you're not the only one. And it's not, as a, when I was making that point before about me sort of, you know, wanting to give him till the end of this season to make that decision. It's not that I completely disagree with those who feel the other way, because I feel like for either side, you can make arguments. And actually, probably the, the argument that says he's not the right man is a stronger one than the argument that says, you know, keep him in the job, because those who are saying keep him in the job are doing it based on a feeling, based on a hunch, based on a vibe they're getting from him rather than there actually being hard evidence that suggests he is the right man. Let me bring in Aslan. I thought you could only have six people on the time, but obviously you can have more. Aslan, welcome to the show, mate. Uh, where are you joining us from, first of all? Um, I'm from England, mate. Uh, thank you for having me on, Harry. Hello, everyone on the panel. Um, yeah, just Brilliant thoughts have you, on um, today's, today's result for me didn't mean anything. Um, the last four games remaining, well, three now, uh, are just an early pre-season for me. Um, the players that we have under our books who are not our future, who are short-term examples, uh, Louise, 
Ceballos, these guys need to pack their bags and leave. Um, the ones that are still not good enough, but who still get the nod to start, I feel that they're just playing to grow their value. So then come the transfer opens, these uh, plays can um, bring us some good money. Not that we're going to get a lot for them, but they may uh, drive up their value a little bit. Um, yeah, and uh, I just feel that we need to um, uh, bleed in the youth. I'm not saying we should have a whole starting eleven full of our uh, academy players or academy graduates, but, um, you know, bed them in, you know, keep uh, have them a part of the match day squad. Uh, give uh, put them on uh, as a sub, but you know we've seen on clear evidence that you know Arteta doesn't do well with subs. Um, so yeah, but I mean, as much as I'm not a fan of, I haven't been a fan of Arteta for a little while. Um, it was when we lost a, a few games. The first one for me was the Aston Villa at home. That was yeah, like that was a major no-no for me. And then when we, when we went away to uh, Wolves, um, so like on the back end of those shambolic performances, I I just lost. Like I wasn't Arteta in, I wasn't Arteta out. I was like, look, let's just give this guy a fair go, because he obviously did do well with winning the FA Cup. You know, to come in half the season. Uh, your first managerial role, great achievement. Um, so I thought, yeah, you know, go into the new season, uh, this season that's coming to an end, uh, give him a fair crack at a whip. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, you know, when we've lost as many games as we have this season, you know, 13 in the league, two domestic cups, three 90 minute games in the Europa, it's very, very hard now. For anyone to back him. And I'm not here to say to anyone, look, I'm not trying to convince anyone to, like, if you're still Arteta in, or if you still feel uh, he deserves a chance going into next season, I'm not here to convince anyone, stop. Because at the end of the day, the way you feel that you're a fan, I feel differently. And this is fine. Like, I'm not here to score points. I'm not here to tell anyone, ha ha, I told you so. You were wrong. I was right. Like, I'm not into that ego stuff. Like, for me, at the end of the day, we're all fans. We all have opinions. Can they differ? Yes. Um, but there's no, like, I, like I'm like i just sick of finger pointing within our fan base. Yeah, that, that that's the thing that drives me absolutely mental about the Arsenal fan base as a whole. We can't seem to unite for anything or for anyone. And that drives me mad because we sit here and we we pull each other's opinions apart. Not here, you know. I'm really lucky that on this show, on this podcast, when we do these phone-ins, we have people that come on and they have different views, but they express the views uh, in a good way. There's a respect for each other's opinions. But then sometimes I look on Twitter, on you know, after a game or, or whatever, and I just I lose faith in in Arsenal fans because you look at it and you go. This is a cesspit. This is literally people exactly, yeah. who supposedly all want the same thing, tearing each other apart, trying to get on top. Oh, I told you this in November 2018. That makes me smarter than you. No, no. You know, we, we all want the same thing. And I just wish that we would do that a little bit more. Let me come to you, Mike, because uh, you've been quiet for a bit. Um, <laughs> Mike, I'm going to uh, actually I'm going to go around the room. So let me start with Mike. I'm I'm Josh Cronkey, and I come to you and I say, Mike. Howdy, partner. Yeah, nobody's gonna like me now. <laughs> you better get off line, mate. You better get off line while you're safe. People Harry, are finding your home address now. You've got a better beard than Josh Cronkey, mate. I've got what? Sorry. You've got a better beard than Josh Cronkey. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, definitely, mate. Definitely. Well, that goes for both Harrys. <laughs> so I'm Josh Cronkey, Mike, and I come to you and I say, listen, I don't know nothing about soccer, right? And uh, I don't know whether to sack Mikel Arteta. I'm going to make a decision tomorrow morning. Tell me what to do. What, what, what are you doing? 
It, one literally one word answers sack or keep where and i'll go around the room start with you mike okay i thought of, of a little bit more words but sack go ahead <laughs> sack sack I, I just watched uh juventus versus ac milan yeah commentating a little bit with a juventus fan and i was like yeah this this nightmare is also over for him they lost symbolically uh three nil and it's it's a very similar situation it's a, they Killer. want to keep him in, uh, in some reports, but it makes no sense. There's no result-based evidence for it. Okay, so stop, sack. Marble who's where you make sack or keep? Um, sack. Um, you give him the summer, okay, we'll get some, probably not world-class players, but some good players. But again, you're, 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 there's the assumption that he's going to improve. I just think he's out of his depth at this stage of his career, so he has to go, in my opinion. Stan? For me, it's sack, but it's got to be on the proviso that you do like what Chelsea did when they brought in Gus Hiddink for a short time. You do you, you bring in like a Rafa Benitez for maybe 18 months or so to steady the ship and help build the foundation. And then you look for an up-and-coming manager to take over. Harry? <laughs> Are we going to get our first keeper of the night? That's the question. Yeah, um, I, I'm I'm going to say keep for the reasons that Stan mentioned about Man United and the chopping and changing from Moyes, Van Gaal to Mourinho. Three experienced, three proven managers. And who's the man that's finally brought them some happiness? Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Why? Well, exactly because simply, they, they, they've chucked money at it and, and they've given him good players. He's got he's put an arm around them and, and he's got them scoring goals. I know Arteta hasn't done that necessarily, but for that reason, I, I would say keep. I know it's. I know it doesn't make any sense, but loyalty and love is often blind. <laughs> Sam, you know what? I was sacked up until I heard Harry speak, and his point about Solskjaer is so right because you look at United over the last two years, and I'm sure that fans would have sacked him about seven times over that time. But I have to say to you, Josh Conkey, it depends. Do you see Arsenal as a big club? who tries to get top four, top six, or do you see us settling for mid-table on the cheap? We're coasting, we'll see what happens. Because if we're a ruthless top club, like Tottenham were to Mourinho, like Chelsea, Arteta would have been sacked on Friday after the semi-final, after that shambolic display and the fact we're ninth. So for me, it would be sack. However, the Cronkies are the Cronkies, Arteta's staying. And if you'd, if you'd ask me after after what Harry said, because he, it's very compelling what he said, yeah. I may have swayed the other way because his argument is very compelling. Yeah. Should have let me win first, isn't it? Harry. You should have let me win. If it? I went first, everyone would have been keeped. Without the <laughs> no, Do you know no, what? No, no, no. no. Guna Tell in the comments says, give it up, Harry. Disgrace to what this kid. I've not even said that I want to keep him, Tell. I've not even said it. I've not said anything. He's probably, talking, yourself, to me. Yeah. He's probably talking to me. Don't worry, mate. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it might be. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I forgot your name's Harry as well. There you Later go. On, um, Aslan, keep or sack, mate? Uh, it's got to be a sack from me uh, for the reasons being he's underachieved. He hasn't hit his targets. Um, yeah, and, you know, the evidence is... Clear as day, like I said, he's lost too many games for me. Um, he's mistreated a lot of our players, um, uh, confidence-wise. Um, and he's had a lot of favourites. You know, example, William, he's played 30-odd games. Yeah, today he scored, he scored a, a banger. But, you know, I wanted to see that 20-odd games ago. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's a little, it's a, it's a little too late. But... Uh, Arteta is not the sole reason of our decline. Let me just get yeah. that straight. Like As much as I don't feel Arteta is the answer to take us forward, yes, the buck stops with him on how the, the team perform on the pitch. But firstly, how our club is run, the buck stops with the Cronkies. And unfortunately, for many, many, many years, they have shown a lack of ambition. They haven't set... Uh, our our targets, um, which should be come down to the board level, and then from the board level down to the manager, and from the manager to the players. So uh, yeah, uh, the 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 Cronkies are at fault, but yeah, uh, sack Arteta. But firstly, get the Cronkies out ASAP. 
Yeah, and uh, well, let's welcome Arjit to the show as well. As I said, I thought you could only have six people on at once, and I keep clicking out to stream, and more people are coming in. It's brilliant. Arjit, welcome to the show, mate. Where are you joining us from? Yeah, I'm from India. It's pretty late here, but it's okay. No work tomorrow. <laughs> good, good. Glad to hear it, man. Glad to hear it. Uh, Arjit, I'll ask you the same question then, mate. Uh, with Mikel Arteta, are you keeping him or are you sacking him? Yeah, really hard question. Little bit on the fence. But uh, let's see if we somehow... No, 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 you've got to get off I the fence, Arjit. you got to get off the fence. Keep him or sack him. <laughs> I will still say keep, but uh, very, uh, very close. <laughs> good stuff. I mean, I would sack him. Okay, despite yeah, the, the evidence, despite the argument that Harry made, which was, was very compelling. I think what we do as football fans, I think we can become obsessed with managers. And... When you talk about Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, this is a prime example of someone who I still don't believe is a very good manager. He's somebody who has got a very talented group of players there and has taken the shackles off and has kept it simple. He's kept it simple. He has said, "This we're Man United, we play attacking football, we're going to play this way. And he relies on the quality of Bruno Fernandes, of Paul Pogba, of Marcus Rashford, of Edinson Cavani. Another top, top player, by the way. You know, he's got the likes of, you know, you talk about Mason Greenwood, right? Come into the side this season. And I'm just going to check it out now. Uh, or he came into, he started breaking into the side last season. But Mason Greenwood, right, is 19 years old. And Mason Greenwood in the Premier League has got six goals and two assists. Okay, if you look at him across all competitions this season, and I'm just uh, bringing up those stats now, bear with me. Uh, here we go. All competitions. Mason Greenwood this season. Uh, he's got 11 goals in all competitions, right? If I compare that to, let's say, Bukayo Saka. This is not me digging out Bukayo Saka, okay, in any way, because I don't want people to take it like that. But he's, you know, Bukayo Saka has been our shining light this season, right? He's been one of our best players. He's been the player that we all look to for inspiration at the moment. But Bakayo Saka has got seven goals in all competitions and he's made significantly less appearances, significantly more appearances. So what I'm saying is we're looking at Bakayo Saka as the saviour, one of our young players, and we're looking at him as a saviour. Man United look at someone like Mason Greenwood as a fringe player who can come in and impact. And that's the difference. They're relying on their youngsters to add that little bit extra, to get them over the line sometimes and, and chip in. We're asking Bukayo Saka to carry Arsenal Football Club on his shoulders. And, and that's the difference. There is so much quality and depth at Man United in compar comparison to Arsenal that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's job is a lot easier. So, yes, I, I agree that, you know, he's, you know, that, that's a really good argument as to why you should keep Mikel Arteta. But I also think we overlook the importance of the quality of the squad and can at times get bogged down and obsessed a little bit by the manager. Um, Arjit, let me come back to you, mate, because obviously you've just joined us. We've only got a couple of minutes left, but um, what did you make of the game today? What did you make of the performance today? And were you surprised to see Mikel Arteta select the team that he did? Yeah, actually, I didn't see it much, but uh, I was expecting, uh, I was surprised to see Ceballos. To be honest, uh, like many people, uh, he hasn't been good at all. But uh, who else he could have selected though? That's the other thing, like El Nini and who else? Because Yaka was also not there. So the lineup was a little bit uh, surprising with one or two selections. The Saka thing was good. Uh, that we finally got him at left back. Uh, but yeah, uh, as many people said, like why didn't he do it in uh, Europa? Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's the big question, isn't it? Um, just a quick reminder, if you are watching us live at the moment, please do smash the like button. It really, really does help. And subscribe to the channel if you're new. If you want to become a member, uh, you can do so as well by clicking on the link in the description. Um, let's go around the room one more time before we wrap it up. And let's have your Mikel Arteta replacements. I know not everybody's going to sack him here, but... Let's say that he is going to get sacked because there is a strong possibility of that um, happening in the next few months. Let's go around the room. Let's start with you, Sam. One word answer. Who's going to be your Mikel Arteta replacement? This is the board. This is the Arsenal board meeting and we're going to make the decision tonight. If 
Uh, this is more than one word now. No, that's no, okay. Go on. Don't worry. <laughs> if, if we can, if money's no object, you break the bank, you go get who you want. I'm getting Antonio Conte. Yeah, I, I love Antonio Conte. Harry? Well said. Just quickly, Arteta deserves to be sacked, but curiosity means that I want him to stay. But I totally, totally uh, feel that he should be sacked based on the poor performances. Just had to get that out there before anyone thinks I'm totally delusional. <laughs> In terms of uh, a replacement, talking of delusional, I'll go Allegri. Stan? Uh, Alan Pardew. No, I'm, I, would... <laughs> I think it's yeah. Alan Partridge for a second there. When you said Alan. I would go Maybe with Sam Allardyce will be free. I'd go, with, uh, I'd go with Ten Hag from Ajax. Interesting. Ten Hag has recently added an extra year to his Ajax contract, but that could be Ajax protecting their asset as well. You know, this wouldn't be the first time we've seen that. Uh, Marble Halls, mate, who would be your Mikel Arteta replacement? Um, primary choice, Benitez. Second option, I'll say Brendan Rodgers. Interesting. Brendan Rodgers into the mix. Mike, who are you going with? Uh, I would go with uh, Rangnick, Ralf Rangnick, in the sense that he uh, would do practically everything from scouting to he—he is like he. Everyone says in Germany, okay, if you sign Rangnick, he is the man for everything because he wants all the power in his hands. And then uh, we would have someone with football competency at the club uh, for once. Um, I would go. Uh, Hasenhüttl would be uh, another shot, but okay, that's a little bit patriotic in, on that sense. But Benitez would be the best sense if the surrounding structure uh, stays the same with Edu and KC, which I don't want to do. Yeah, agree with that. Yeah, to... I agree with that. Aslan? Uh, well, I mean, you guys nicked all my, uh, <laughs> my list, so I'm going to say Big Sam. <laughs> Big Sam? Yeah. Long no, ball FC. Nah, um, <laughs> honestly, uh, all the names you mentioned. Okay, uh, one I think you haven't mentioned, Luis Enrique. Is he still the Spain uh, national manager? I believe he is, yeah. If he still is, I reckon, you know, yeah, you, is, him, yes. you could get him. Um, but ultimately, it all comes down to the, you know, like the ownership. It's their lack of leadership. It's their... Um, it's literally down to them who they want to hire because last year, or uh, yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, when we went uh, went with um, uh, Emery, uh, we interviewed a numerous amount of managers, and Allegri was one of them. Um, but apparently, news broke out that this guy was uh, very arrogant. But in my opinion, he's earned every right to uh, to do so. The guy's a, a, a seasoned manager with real ped pedigree um, he's won numerous titles in italy with juve um it's won just... the league with milan before that as well a lot of people forget that there you go well i mean i have to say harry your knowledge of uh, the serie a is better than mine um yeah so it's just down to our owners if they have real ambition uh but uh it, it, like they they can't uh prove anything to me anymore you know they've They've been involved with Arsenal Football Club for over, uh, what, 13, 14 years now. Yes, the last year or two, they've had full ownership. But uh, I just want them out. We just need uh, a new set of eyes uh, and a new vision going forward. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Arjit, who would you go for, mate? Yeah, I'm going to uh, stick with the similar choice as Aslan. Uh, Enrique and uh, Benitez. Benitez seems more realistic, but uh, I want to just uh, ask one thing. Uh, yep. I think that our team is a bit more suited to counter-attacking play because the best uh, kind of best we have seen from Arteta before he had joined. Uh, so, sorry, after he had joined, immediately after he had joined. That was the counter-attacking football. I think Benitez uh, might be uh, able to get the best out of that. And even Enrique, uh, if you remember his Barcelona team, they used to play a lot on the counter-attack. So I think with Pepe, uh, Aubameyang, uh, Saka and all these fast players, it might uh, suit these managers. No one said Wenger then. <laughs> no, nobody said Arsene Wenger. No. I, do, I, I Call me mad, but I do want Arsene Wenger back in some capacity, but I not as a manager. Well. Yeah. Not as a manager. I'll yeah. take him as a life president, but not, not as a director of football or anything like that, I think. That's not to disrespect him, but I think... 
he used to hate director of football so i doubt he will be director of football yeah he used to hate that didn't he he used to hate that he i, really I would see him as a as a real father figure like he's coming over like oh grandpa is visiting us today oh let's all let's all <laughs> come over let's all come together the, uh, united everywhere you know yeah i'll tell you what i i, I bumped into arsene wenger a few months ago in boots <laughs> he was he was buying toothpaste, so he is human. He does go and buy normal things yeah. like toothpaste. There you go. Um, I was completely starstruck. I was like, "Awesome! Yeah. I can't be." He's he's in the he's in the he's in the Colgate section. It can't be, but it was. Did you get a selfie, Harry? Uh, I did. I did. I did. Oh. I was shameless. I thought, "Nah, it's awesome, Wenger, man. I got to do it." God damn. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> right, guys. Did you tell you which transfers transfers will come into Arsenal? I just remember oh. like 2015 uh Adrian Rabio, Edison Cavani <laughs> and the plane. I still have it in my head where some fans saw uh uh Wenger in a plane to Paris and everyone said, "Oh, he gets Rabio and Cavani yeah. over the line and made a selfie of it." I still have that picture in my head. He <laughs> said to me, he said to me to place a bet this summer on Solomon Kalou coming to Arsenal. Watch this speak. Oh, there you go. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Oh. <laughs> right, guys. Right, guys, we're going to leave it there. Uh, we, thank you to every single one of you who's tuned in throughout uh, the show. Thank you to all these wonderful guys who have joined me as well uh, to have their say. It's been an absolute pleasure having every single one of you on. So thank you uh, so much. Don't forget to smash the like button on your way out if you haven't done so already. Make sure you subscribe to the channel if you're new. Check out manscaped.com for your male grooming needs. Enter the discount code, which is rolling across your screen, 90min20, and you'll get 20% off, plus free shipping on your order. We'll be back very, very soon with more Arsenal content. Until next time, take care of yourself. Stay safe. I can't find the intro, uh, outro to roll it. There it is. Ciao. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon.